Bonjour, and welcome to episode 23 of the SoCo Show. I'm Seth Ott, your just host. <laughs> and with me is Cody Michael, the co-host. The co-host is here, baby. And Seth, I'm really excited about this show. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Um, most excitingly, we're going to be joined in a little bit by Jared Buckendall. You may know him from the social medias where you can find him at Jared Buckendall. And uh, he's been our, our partner in crime in terms of the uh, ride home videos and just doing this whole review thing uh, this year. So we're really excited to talk to Jared a little bit later. We're going to get to some Star Wars talk, uh, talk a little bit about the Disney and Fox merger. And we're also going to talk our top five favorite movies of 2017. And I suspect that there's going to be some differences between the three of all of our lists. So a lot of exciting stuff to come. It's Let's- like you've already heard it. Yeah, it's almost like we've already recorded it and this came after. It's like I know what we're going to talk about. Isn't that weird? Um, And before we get to that, uh, we've got one or two small pieces uh, that we want to get to first. And one of your favorite shows uh, just wrapped up its latest season, and you've got a TV corner for us. That's a my TV corner. We had Mr. Robot finish up this week, season three. We talked about last week, season four uh, is announced and it'll be in the works to hopefully come out next year but it'll probably be longer but season three uh so this this show is a show that is uh, if you haven't seen it revealing much of it will be very spoiler heavy um and will kind of ruin maybe some of the aspects so i'm not going to go too deep into it what i will say is just kind of some overall arcing kind of themes and some things that happen so your main character rami malik uh, he's elliot alderson he He's kind of coming off of season two. He's made some decisions that he's starting to regret. And so he's, in this season, he's trying to, A, come to terms with it, and B, trying to fix some of those decisions, which is is pretty interesting. Uh, his, his character has developed quite a bit since season one. His struggle with Mr. Robot's pretty interesting. They, they've really kind of, again, no, no spoilers with anything, but they've really kind of um, adjusted how how these two interact and have kind of made it different each season so far, which is really cool. Um, both Christian Slater and Rami Malek have outstanding performances. They're really the, the heart and soul of this show. Uh, Christian Slater is nominated for a Golden Globe recently for his performance, and I, I would suspect that next year that they're, they're at least going to get some attention for the Emmys, for this season especially. Christian Slater's Christian Slater. I mean, he's, he's definitely a great actor. And Rami Malek is becoming a really, really good actor. Um, he's he not only just in his you know his mannerisms but his facial expressions in the show uh, tell an entire story which is awesome. Um, there's some subplots here and there in the show that kind of you know, they're interesting but that, that kept me interested when when Rami Malek or Christian Slater weren't on the screen. But overall the story is is really around them and so really some cool one cool aspect of the show that they take a lot of chances with their episodes. They have different themes. Like last season, they did one where it was taking place in an 80s sitcom. This one, they had probably one of my favorite single episodes of TV I've seen is they did is like a commercial. There's one commercial in its entire episode. And they had like a single shot that just followed. The first part of it followed Elliot. And the second part followed his girl that he kind of likes that's been involved with him, uh, Angela. And it takes place all inside the the big building, the E Corp that they have, and it just chaos is kind of going on around them. But it's it follows 
each perspective, which is really cool. Um, it's super intense, and, and, and it, it was really one of my favorite episodes of TV ever. And then, really, I mean, just coming down to it, it, this season, season two was kind of a down season. It was still very, very good, but it was kind of down. This season, season three picked way back up. Rebounded very well. Uh, has me super excited for season four. This has regained my the title as my favorite show on TV right now. Um, I'm excited for next season. Hope they can produce and make it the best season because they have some really good places to go with it. That's high praise, and I know that over the course of the season, you've gotten at least one or two people to start the show. Yeah. Um, I know Mike is Mike is watching it now, so um, there is groundswell. I have not yet given it a chance. Uh, I suspect that I will at some point. <laughs> it, it's getting a lot of love, and the awards seem to me, based on what you've told us, that they're um, the attention they're getting is well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Just one other piece of TV news. Uh, there, one show that we really like, Love, starring uh, Gillian Jacobs and Paul Rust, um, has a season three coming out, and they announced that the date for the, the release date on Netflix uh, will be March 9th. So I'm very excited for that. It'll be the last season they announced. Uh, so I, I've really, it's a funny show. It's also kind of depressing too, but uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where these two go. I like that show a lot too. It it reminds me of You're the Worst, which is another mm-hmm. what's an FX show that I like, where you have really unlikable protagonists that kind of deserve each other, mm-hmm. and you want to root for them even though you don't like them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that, it's one that I'm definitely looking forward to, and, and glad that we won't have to wait very much longer. Mm-hmm. Sports. Let's touch briefly on sports. Another wild week of. NFL games, playoff pictures kind of starting to come into play a little bit more. Eagles have clinched uh, first round by as well as their division. Vikings have now clinched their division. Uh, Rams beat the pants off Seattle. They're one game away from clinching that division. Uh, Saints, Carolina, and Atlanta round out the wild card in the NFC. In the AFC, you had uh, Patriots taking the W over the Steelers in a dramatic fashion at the end of that game which any other week I would probably want to get into a conversation about the catch rule, but again, we've already got a lot to get to today, so we'll skip that for now. But we just had some of the Pro Bowl selections released. So what are some of the highlights there? Yeah, um, I mean, for the most part, just kind of looking through the list right now, there's some guys you would you you know expect. Um, really would talk about kind of the skill positions, you know, wide receiver, running back, quarterback. For AFC, kind of one that... Not surprising. This is more just what I'm happy about, and he deserves it. Uh, Keenan Allen is in there. He's had an incredible last six weeks of the season, and I'm glad he's finally getting some recognition for that because he's been a very solid receiver for a long time. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, AFC side, you know, you got your Tom Brady's, your Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger's for quarterbacks. Um, running backs, you got Le'Veon Bell, LaShawn McCoy, and then Kareem Hunt, the rookie, has made oh. it in. So that's cool. And then actually also for defense for AFC, um, again, some, some pretty you know familiar names. Von Miller's in there. Uh, Joey Bosa, who's been an incredible uh, lineman for the the He's been a Chargers. beast this year. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he made it in. Um, got a lot of Jaguars there on the, on the defensive side, um, which their defense has been incredible. They got Calais Campbell for the defense, for defensive line, uh, as well as Malik Jackson. Um, they got for both cornerbacks. Uh, made it. AJ wow. AJ Boye and Jalen Ramsey. So that's really cool. Their defense has been awesome. It's good that they're getting some respect for it. So um, for the NFC side, you know, you got your your skill positions, Julio, 
Um, got Michael Thomas for the Saints. Larry Fitz got a got a nod, but also my favorite, Adam Thielen, has wow. he he got a nod for wide receiver. So that's pretty cool. Quarterback, we got Carson Wentz, who won't play, uh, so they'll probably have to put another one in there. Russell Wilson, who's been on a tear, and Drew Brees, uh, both all three made it for quarterback. Running back, uh, we got two Saints, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. They but both got in. They both got in. But I the, know, I know who else is in there. The starter, enlisted as starters, Todd Gurley. The so. Gurley man. Um, defense, uh, that's where you get a lot more Vikings in there. We got Everson Griffin as the starter for the defensive end, which is pretty sweet. Linebacker, we got Anthony Barr is in there. Cornerback, the starter is Xavier Rhodes, so I'm pretty pumped about that. No defensive players for the Rams. They do have both the punter and the kicker, though. <laughs> Wait, Aaron Donald's not in there? He is, sorry. He okay. wasn't He wasn't listed as the starter. Fletcher Cox is the starter. So, yes, we have one defensive player in Aaron yeah. Donald. And um, the kicker and punter. And That's, the kicker and punter. You know, uh, and also return, uh, Farrell Cooper. He gets to return. Really? Yeah. Good. That's awesome, because so, he, he did a hell of a job against Seattle. So, you know, the Rams special team is awesome. They're amazing, and yeah. they're way better than ever. That's the thing is, yeah. like, not only are they the best, but they're way better than everyone else. Yeah. So now some good, uh, you know, get to see some some good names for both the teams and some a little bit of some, some prizes, some good nods in there. I'm, I'm excited. Always exciting to see those selections. Two weeks left in the NFL season, and like we said, the playoff picture is kind of coming into focus. So we'll see. It, uh, it kind of looks like Rams and Vikes might be on a collision course <laughs> in that divisional round, depending on how these last weeks – shake out so yep. we shall see depending on who gets the number one seed and who gets the number two yep it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun well with that uh i want to make sure and leave the most time we spent a lot of time talking to jared so this will be a long podcast but i you know it, it's hard to to cut out some of this stuff because we had such a blast talking to jared uh, about star wars amongst amongst other things <laughs> so let's go ahead and get on over to our talk with jared buckendall Oh, I am Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Interview. Interview who? All right, folks. We have a very exciting time right now. We're, we're going to do our first uh, remote guest on the show. Uh, so via the, the uh, SoCo Satellite Network, <laughs> all the way from Des Moines, Iowa, we bring in Jared Buckendall. Jared, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Can you guys hear me through the satellites? <laughs> Jared, get on am that I, satellite. Am I beaming in correctly? There's a lot of static on this side. We we can hear you. <laughs> Unless you left yourself on you're on mute. Uh, I'm driving through a tunnel right now. <laughs> oh man. Well, thanks for joining us, Jared. We're we're excited to have you on again. It's been a it's been a while. And uh, there's a couple of things that we want to talk about. So specifically, we wanted you on this episode. We're going to talk a little Star Wars, of course. Star Wars! And then uh, we're going to also go through uh, our favorite movies from 2017. And everyone's going to go through kind of their top five, and and we'll talk about those. Emoji movie. (laughs) Spoiler alert, emoji movies will feature heavily in this conversation. Jared, before uh, we get into our regularly scheduled programming, I did Mm -hmm, want to ask mm -hmm. you about the... About the big, uh, big news story over the last week, which has been what the, was it? The Disney and Fox merger. Have you heard of it? What Disney bought Fox? Yeah, I, I'm surprised you haven't heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, I have. Everyone's freaking out. Well, you obviously haven't listened to last week's episode of the Soko Show, if you don't. No, I have. I have. Come on. <laughs> everybody, uh, everybody knows our opinions of it. We talked about it at length. But what do you? Yeah, think? yeah, yeah. How, how's this gonna go? What do you think? Uh, okay. 
right when they first said it, I was super excited because I, I guarantee that the reason they went back on Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and 2 is because the second movie is going to be Fantastic Four. Like, that is basically why they bought this. But other than that, I, I feel like uh, it kind of squashes competition in, like, good movie ideas and such, you know? Yep. Um, But didn't they do this basically because they own, they have Hulu now? They have a majority stake. They own over 50%. They already own about 30%. Uh, yeah. Then Fox owned about 20-some percent, so now they own a majority stake. Okay. So are they going to just turn that into their streaming thing? Because I know that that's the reason they bought all this stuff is to pack that streaming platform that they're trying to push. I don't think so. The, the reason okay. for that, I, th- I think, is because Hulu is – there's a few obviously there's the series on there which i don't think they would own those yeah um i hulu is more of kind of like the you know next day tv type thing which i think they'll just continue to do that Mm -hmm. um, and then keep their streaming separate plus you get more dollars that way so yeah Uh, i don't know i guess overall i mean it's exciting news but also i can see where people are coming from where it's just not a good idea. Yeah, because, I mean, it can monopolize. The, yeah. W- one thing that I did like, though, is that the the Disney boss did come out and say that they're going to be separate uh, for yes. at least a start, and that, like, he mentioned Deadpool by name, that it's not going to be, you know, toned down. Yeah, they're not going to PG-13 it, and they're going to yeah. they're gonna keep it R-rated, which is nice because then they could potentially get a whole new, like, side universe of like r-rated stuff like a logan would be in that universe and whatnot my major concern is just the the fox searchlight type indie stuff i hope more i hope they yeah. continue to to green because like so many oscar movies this year fox search searchlight mm-hmm. um i hope that they continue to be creative with that and let people do their own thing yeah I, I i agree with that it's like it's awesome that they got all this big stuff and now they can maybe pump some money or do some bigger better things with some stuff but also, like you said, it's just like keep some of it separate and kind of like a separate entity. It's like, hey, we can maybe do more of these smaller films, but just don't move away from that. It's going to be weird to see kind of how it all goes down. Um, I, I did hear today that somewhere between like five and 10,000 people are going to lose their jobs. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So then that's with any merger. That's yeah. And that's, yeah. that's just business, but it still sucks. Um, and we'll see. I, I, I don't know. I, I agree with what you're saying. The, the monopoly thing really concerns me. And the other thing that I'm hearing a lot of that I agree with is that all of these Marvel movies, they pretty much look the same. Uh, Captain America movie pretty much looks just like your Iron Man movie, like just yep. aesthetically the way it's shot and everything. There's not a lot of difference in the direction between them. Thor nope. being the one exception, I think, with Taika Waititi, which I loved. And so my concern is if they bring in, like, X-Men and Fantastic Four, it's all going to look the same. They're just going to be dangerous characters. Yeah. That's the only thing that I hope that they avoid, and I hope they keep them them different as they go into, like, the Phase 4 thing, which is where the merger stuff will really start happening. Yeah, I really hope that in Phase 4 they just drastically, completely – because right now, like you said, it's kind of like cookie cutter. They're kind of doing the exact same thing, playing it safe. I hope they just go bonkers with the Phase 4. I hope so too, and they could get away with it. I mean, yeah. at this point, people are going to people went to Thor Ragnarok for crying mm-hmm. out loud. Oh yeah. After, yeah. after they packed theaters for Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy too, so like they could they they have carte blanche now. So I hope that they use that to just go do whatever they want. Hell, just give wait. me that Squirrel Girl movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
We do have to wait 18 months for any of this to go down, though, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they can't even have anyone appear in these movies for 18 yeah. months. Yeah. So. Hmm. Well, after that goes through, then they'll just be like, hey, Sony, uh, you either give us Spider-Man or we're going to buy you out. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. I, I don't know. The whole so- – and this is a whole other aside, but, like, with Sony now and they're going to do Venom mm-hmm. uh, and maybe they might have their own little kind of universe on the side, which I guess is kind of weird, right? I don't – I don't know if there's going to be room for that with, like, Fox. Now that they've bought them, will they still have things that aren't MCU in addition to what is? Will they have a Sony-type relationship where they maybe can do their own stuff, but it still has to count toward MCU? I, mm-hmm. It's weird, and I'm sure nobody knows completely yet. Yeah, yeah like, the universe slash canon will just completely be confused, and it'll be like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like DC? <laughs> oh, man, that's a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> and worms indeed, because it's dirty. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to get to a better joke, but <laughs> I, ran of, I ran out of time. So dirty. Dirty. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, <laughs> great transition. I'm just going to segue out of this now. But it's harder to segue. Oh, fuck. Now I have to open my mouth to talk, I start laughing. No, he's going to say, okay, cool. <laughs> so, my cell, when you said, okay, cool, my cell phone and my Google Home were like, Mine did, mine did too. <laughs> well, uh, now I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how everything goes down with the Fox and Disney merger there so obviously more to come as as all that continues to go on but i really want to get to the the main topic at hand and that of course is star wars the last jedi i guess let's let's just start with this jared what did you think just on the whole i well <laughs> on the whole um it feels good, <laughs> it feels, feels good. Yeah, it's cooling on the whole um <laughs> okay i my okay the Last Jedi was not perfect. I'll give it that. But overall, I liked it more than I didn't like it. I agree with that. That's Co- what both you guys are at. Cody's about to fight. Yeah. Us. Oh no. Oh no. I don't. I don't know your opinion. I guess so. I loved it. I know that it wasn't actually perfect, but I enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed any Star Wars movie before it. Okay. I, good. Good. I was hardcore fangirling in my seat for ninety percent of this movie. There are a couple a couple gripes that I have with it, but in general, I am definitely on the side of people who just think it's fucking amazing. Okay, yeah. I mean, I would lean more towards that side than the people that are, like, signing petitions and stuff like that. Like, yeah. that is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, this, the, the, the react, this is what I wanted to talk about mostly, was the reaction of this movie. Oh, my gosh. Unlike anything I've ever seen. It's insane. Um, yeah, because, like, with almost every movie that not every movie, but just, you know, kind of these type of movies, like Marvel movies or, you know, big blockbusters, you see, like, the audience. So, like, for example, Rotten Tomatoes has an audience score and a critic score. The audience score is usually mm-hmm. a lot higher, and the critic score is lower. In this case, it's completely flipped. Right now, yeah. the, the tomato meter is at 93, and the audience score is at 55. Like, yeah. people hate it or love it. Well, that's surprising because one of my friends texted me this weekend and was like, hey, uh, do you want to go see The Last Jedi again? And, and they're like, well, it only has a 53%. I'm like, what are you talking about? It has a 93. And <laughs> apparently they don't look at the actual score. They look at the audience score. So they didn't huh. go to it because they said that it wasn't a good movie. Wow. 
And I was like, what? It's Star Wars, dude. Just go see it. No kidding. Right. I, oh, Star Wars sucks. Oh, I guess I yeah. won't go. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, too, because so there's there's the Rotten Tomatoes audience score, but there's also, I can't remember the name of the site, but there's there's one specific site that. Cinema score? Yeah, Cinema like score. Cinema score yeah. That verifies that you've seen the movie and you can only rate it one time. Mm-hmm. And on that mm-hmm. website, it's got an A. Mm-hmm. That's Cinema score. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, okay, are people just spamming Rotten Tomatoes with shitty reviews because they don't like, you know, what they've done in the movie? Like, yeah. That seems Maybe. I think that there's people that fall on, like, two sides of this. I think that the majority of the hardcore Star Wars fans, like the ones who live and breathe Star Wars, they hate this movie because it takes chances. Yes. you get a more casual fan, I would say you're you're more on the side of the hardcore, but not like as much as some of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, talking specifically to Cody, I don't know how big of a uh, fan you are of. Oh, I have yeah. Star Wars sheets. You know, I have all. <laughs> I have the whole thing. <laughs> um, but then you get the kind of the other side where I fall as a casual fan. I had problems with the movie, but I thought it was a really good movie. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's those fans that there's such a hardcore audience of those those hardcore fans. It's a sizable audience compared to most movies. Those are the ones that hate it and are giving these these bad scores and are being super passionate about it, like you said, signing petitions and stuff. Yeah, but it's funny because those people have seen it like four or five times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, it's terrible. Let me go see it again. Oh, that's <laughs> right. absolutely terrible. Okay, one more time. And yeah. It's like, if you don't like it, don't support it. I guess right. that's my thing. I think that um, the distinguishing like characteristic between the people that are saying they love it and the people that are saying they hate it, obviously there are going to be people in the middle all the time, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But the people that are saying they hate it, I think they, I think what they hate about it is that the plot wasn't what they wanted it mm-hmm. to be. You know exactly, and you yeah. And you you don't get to decide. We don't get to decide what the movie is, and so. Even though you might have thought, I want Ray to do this and Luke to do this, and then they did something different, that doesn't mean the movie sucks. Mm-hmm. That just means that you had stupid expectations and they went a different way. And yeah. I think a lot of the people that are downvoting it are – that's why, because mm-hmm. they don't like the way the plot went. And that's just not – that doesn't make it a bad movie at all. Mm-hmm. No, and that's exactly where I can come – I can see because after the movie was done, I sat there through the credits, and I'm like – did I like that or not? Because literally any sort of fan theory or anything I had thought up with, nothing happened. Mm-hmm, this right. movie was a complete surprise, and it's hard to go see a movie nowadays where you don't see a cliched thing happen or something. Like, it was – you didn't expect any of this to happen. Not at know? all, and it's so different from your Marvel – you know, you, we go to see Thor or Guardians this year, and – Everyone's satisfied because it's exactly what you expected. Yeah, it. yeah. You knew that the bet, the bad, or the good guy was fall down, and then at the end come back and win against the bad guy, and then they're happy. It's kind of cliched, but like this movie, yeah, it didn't go that way. And I mean, that's that's part of why I really liked it. But also, I mean, like Ryan Johnson didn't make a Star Wars movie. He made a Ryan Johnson movie with Star Wars characters in it. Mm-hmm. And Ryan yep, Johnson yep. is a damn good filmmaker. I mean, he's been no- nominated for an Academy Award as Looper. I mean. And the, mm-hmm. the the fanboys that are hating on this so much, J, like I like J.J. Abrams. He's fine, but he's not yeah. Ryan Johnson. And yeah. he, what he made, J.J. Abrams made a Star Wars movie. Ryan Johnson took things about J.J. Abrams' movie and just said, gone. And, and then made his own movie because he, want, he, he wanted to make his vision and he made a good movie. Now, do we want to talk about like specifics? 
Yeah, yeah. so but before we do that, before we go into the heavy spoiler plot specific stuff, do you guys have any like final thoughts about it in general before we go into this specific talk? No, I mean it, it's it's definitely an enjoyable movie. It takes takes some risks that I didn't expect and I mean the really the biggest thing I'm happy is about happy about is none of the trailers spoil anything. Like that the trailers did really nothing but get me more excited and the movie delivered. So Yep. Yep. Yeah, I would I would agree with that totally. Um I don't know, it just it didn't go the cliched way of, you know, the previous episodes. Everyone was complaining that The Force Awakens was just a rehash of A New Hope. I thought, I kind of had a feeling that this might have some sort of empire. It didn't. So, I mean, I left happy. So, in the wor- in the words of Luke, this will not go the way you think. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's... Let the that past was, die. <laughs> I loved... I, I loved... 99% of this movie, I have a couple complaints, but they're minor, and I, I thought it was everything that I hoped it would be. Now, maybe that is... A New Hope, for example? Maybe that is recency bias mixed with fanboyism, but uh, asking me right now, I love this. It's it's near the top of my Star Wars list, and I think that a lot of the hate that it's getting is silly, um, and we'll get into, uh, we'll get into, into why uh, in a second here. Okay, so... From now on, we are going to get into spoilers. for the Spoilers! Movie. Heavy fucking spoilers. Like, if you haven't seen Star Wars, do not fucking listen to this anymore. Go down to the description and find the timestamp for when we're done talking spoilers. I'm not kidding. We're going to talk spoilers now. We're not. Snoke is Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw some, some people thinking that. <laughs> so, speak, speaking of Snoke, why don't... Seth has one major problem with this movie, I know, because we talked a little bit before we got on the mic. So let's start there, Seth. Yeah, the one the one major plot point that I know that you hated. Talk Snoke. about that a little bit. Yeah, damn Snoke. Andy Serkis got he got robbed of another raw power. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just hate I I hated the way, and it's funny because it it is a JJ thing. JJ built Snoke to be this this huge you know presence, and then Brian Johnson. Yep. Like, go away. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, I, I just hate it because he, he was built up to be the most powerful thing since the emperor, emperor, and they missed a huge opportunity in my eyes to to make Kylo look even stronger and be more of this like because they're trying to build him now at this point and the way I see it to be you know like the this huge evil you know presence uh, to go against Ray in the last one. Um, I know there's the you know mix of good and evil type thing in there, but they want him to mm-hmm. be not even not just evil, really just more powerful, this huge powerful, you know, figure. And they, Snoke just got killed by a press of a button like that. And and I know he tricked <laughs> him, he tricked him with the mind thing, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's so cheap. It's it, it, it bugged me, and I, it was it was a turn, it was a twist that you know you didn't expect, but it just really bugged me because I wanted Snoke to have more. Might be my expectations, but you know it, it sucked. Yeah, you kind of, in that moment, you kind of have to just, you know, it's a movie, you just have to go with it. I mean, I was kind of bummed by that, too, because the few moments that we got with Snoke, and he was showing his powers of just how strong he was, I'm like, I want to see, I want to see this guy, one, I want to see him and Luke just go at it. I wanted to see Mm -hmm. them just duke it out, but we didn't see him really have, like, did he have a lightsaber? Who knows? I don't know. Well, because, yeah, he was shooting lightning out of his asshole, and he was throwing <laughs> Like, he had the supreme power. Like, he was, he set up a mind connection between Kylo and yeah. Ray, and yeah. he, he, he could see what people were thinking. Like, you don't think he could see Kylo 
turning that damn lightsaber. Are you kidding me? Well, there is that small part of Kylo's mind that I guess he couldn't read because he didn't know <laughs> that he had the, he didn't know he had that call to the light sometimes. I don't know. That it just bugged me. That that was that was really about it though for me. That that was my big problem. For the for the Snoke part, but Cody, you and you thoroughly enjoyed Snoke. Um so here here's here's my thing. Um one I I do think that um initially when they killed him, I thought, "Oh, okay, so like <laughs> there goes the big bad." <laughs> but I thought more about it and I kind of dig it because for a few reasons. One, if you think about if you if you think about the original trilogy, the emperor was really not such a big badass. No, he, he didn't really show up much. He didn't he he wasn't even on screen other than in holograms until Jedi. And even then, Vader just picked him up and threw him over a a ledge. <laughs> so, I think that Snoke was similar in that he really he only appeared in holograms in the first part and yes you're supposed to understand that he's a badass and then he physically shows that he's a badass in this one but i think what was cool about the way he died was a couple of things one it it was hubris on his part that mm-hmm. he he knew for a fact kylo wouldn't touch him and that's what came around to bite him in the ass same thing happened to darth sidious and then Two, it shows that Kylo, for one, is way stronger in the Force than anyone realizes. And two, when you think about like the, the conflict that goes on within Kylo, which is most of this movie, what Snoke is saying during that time is, you know, he turns the lightsaber and he activates it to vanquish his true foe. And that's, yeah. Snoke, Snoke is reading his mind. He knows that Kylo is thinking, I have to kill this person, but he can't. The depth of Kylo's what goes on inside him is so deep that even Snoke can't can't get it to a literal point. And so even though Snoke was correctly reading his mind, he didn't realize that he wasn't aware of who Kylo's real enemy was. He just knew he was, that the real enemy was going to die. Mm-hmm. He didn't know. He didn't realize it was him. So I thought. Yeah. I, I think that when you really unpack all that stuff, it's pretty cool. It does stink that there's not going to be some big showdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on that's the one thing that i agree with i i would like to have had that but i like what this means for kylo more than i'm disappointed by that i i and i that makes sense and i I, i've had discussions with others as well about kind of his importance the part of me also dislikes this though because it's clear that these movies don't have an overall plan these people are coming in and just doing their own thing which yeah. again, like Ryan Johnson did a great job, and I thought I loved The Force Awakens as well. But like the, the it was pretty obvious from the first movie that Snoke had a bigger part, and then they just you know shot a load and then yeah. Then I'm wondering if it was like uh, just Ryan Johnson's idea, or just people weren't responding to him like marketing wise or something. And then they're like, eh, let's just get rid of this dude. It, it kind of worries me for the last one too because now JJ's coming back and. Is he just going to go back to the same old Star Wars with the last one? Because that's kind of what he does. He, you know, he's pretty, he's pretty safe. I don't know. It just, it just worries me a little I bit. I don't think you can. Like where this movie leaves everything yeah. is, is in a position where it, we've never been before. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. There's no yeah. Jedi and no Sith left. There's no First Order or Resistance. Barely. There's, you know, there, there, a few of them on mm-hmm. each side now. They could do really anything. But it's so we're so far from status quo Star Wars now that that I think there's no way this feels anything like Return of the Jedi at this point. No, that's kind of my feeling at the end of it is just like where the hell 
do we go from here? Like, mm-hmm. how many years? How many? Like, what the heck is gonna happen? Except for Broom Kid. <laughs> broom Kid. Yeah, Broom Kid. Broom what Kid did... never leaves his broom. <laughs> what did you think of Broom Kid? I was very confused. Yeah. I didn't. I I didn't get it. And then uh, I was with a few people, and they kind of talked some sense to me. I'm just like, so I don't like. Do we know this guy? Are we supposed to? Or is it just like, hey, there's more Force users out there. There's going to be some shit in Episode Nine. Well, kind of the the there's a couple things along with that. So he was the kid that the what's her name Rose. Ro- the, that was one of the kids that she ran. It was a real brief interaction. Mm-hmm. He had he had the ring. The the other thing too though is that so one of them is Ryan Johnson potentially put that in there because of his trilogy that he's going to do after all this is done. Maybe mm. focusing on him and that kind of area of the universe, as opposed to him coming back in the next movie. The other thing, though, is it it drives home the point even more that you don't have to be special to have the Force. Mm-hmm. It can come from any, like Ray. You know, Ray came from nothing. She came from yeah. a bunch of junk people. I don't know. I still don't believe that, man. I was gonna <laughs> say apparently. That's what they wanted you. They want. Yeah. That's what they want you to think for now. I I hope she's not from anyone. I hope she's just a normal-ass person who has the Force now. Um, and, and I think that's what Ryan Johnson was trying to drive home, though, is that it can come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that kid mm-hmm. who was a, you know, some weird animal wrangler or whatever he was. Wrangler boy! <laughs> Him and Brett Favre love wranglers. <laughs> yeah, so if that's Ryan Johnson's trilogy, it's going to be, what, Stable Boy and the return <laughs> of the, I don't even know, those horse things. We're going to have Whatever people drinking blue milk out of teats. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> that I was, was just like, cool. okay, here we go. Our entire theater, and I imagine most theaters, went, like, audibly were like, yuck. When <laughs> yeah, like, oh. Yeah. And he, because like, he just oh, gives yeah. that he just gives that look like, yeah, I'm doing this. And then he, like, gets it all over his face when he drinks it and shit. It's, yeah, just, ugh, just get him a napkin, come on. I want to come back to that because I want to get to Luke, but I really liked the ending shot with the kid. Exactly because of what you were talking about, Seth, that it shows that anyone can be a Force user mm-hmm. now. And it just had it had this kind of um, symmetry with young Luke and then young Ray looking kind of out into the stars and, and kind of wondering what's going on. Uh-huh. And it also said that, like, there are supporters of the Resistance out there, mm-hmm. and and they just need to be found yeah. and brought together. And so I really liked that it... it ended on that kind of uptick of hope, which is always the theme of Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I really enjoyed that ending. And when it when he pulled the broom toward himself, I, like, audibly gasped. I was fucking psyched about it. Yeah, because, like, it, you think the movie's done, and then all of a sudden it's, like, this kid, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going on here? And then it's done. And it was really subtle. Yeah. It wasn't an yeah. in-your-face kind of thing. Yeah. No. Speaking of thinking the movie's done, I thought it was fucking done after their fight, and then there's another 45 minutes of movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, know. yeah. Yeah. It was a long movie. I wouldn't, I, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but it's just like, there is yeah. a lot going on. Yep. <clears throat> I want all my Star Wars movies to be five hours long, because I never want to leave Star Wars when I'm in. Oh no, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was strange, because it definitely feels like it's about to end when it's Rey and Kylo and Snoke in that in that place. Which, by the way... That is that is some of the coolest like yes. fif- like fifteen minutes or so of movie that I've seen in years mm-hmm. is that whole scene where they get Ray they take her up they have their conversation 
he kills Snoke, and then they fight all those red dudes. And then, while everything is burning, like the visuals are insane. Fire, which, mm-hmm. okay, I gotta get to it before I, my head explodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. The shot where she 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 hyperspeeds through the ship. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was freaking out, and it was it was a level of freak out where it's like if it, it like. Eight out of ten on the freakout scale is where you yell something like "What the fuck!" <laughs> and then, and then, like at ten and above, you're just silent. I'll never forget when we went to the Force Awakens. Seth and I did in the theaters, and uh, Kylo lights up the saber and kills Han. And there's no music in the in the movie, and audibly you could have heard a pin drop in our theater, and it was a packed theater. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened when they had that shot because they dropped the sound off, and you just oh yeah. Happened. And you could have, you, uh, like, at least two people farted, and I heard, <laughs> I, heard, I heard the distinct farts because of how quiet everyone was, because that was, it was just an awe-inspiring shot, the way they showed that. Yeah, and the thing is, you kind of see it coming, because you you realize what she's going to do, but the look of it, the sound of it, the effect, because you've always kind of wondered, what would happen if you collided? Yeah. And that's, yeah, the, it was insane. It was fucking nuts. And then, yeah, that, that shot alone is worth going. If if you could go to the movies for 10 minutes and see that scene, it yep. would be worth it'd be worth whatever you pay to get in the movies. But going back to um, that scene with Snoke, Kylo, and Rey, I think that that scene, which is kind of sandwiched around the spaceship explosion thing, is the whole movie, is that scene, mm-hmm. right? Because after they kill Snoke, they have that badass fight where they team up, and then Kylo tries to get her to join him, and then they have that Another money shot, which just had me giddy as hell, is when they're forced tug of warring over the lightsaber. Yep. And they end up breaking it. Like th- this movie was packed with so many of those Star Wars money shots that I was just I was just vibrating in my chair about how cool they were. Because so I think that like and if we go back to the Snoke thing, regardless mm-hmm. of what you think of of what it means, it was a badass kill. Oh yeah. And then when he pulls the lightsaber out of him and Ray reaches up and grabs it. I, I was like I almost stood up because I, I was like oh shit and it was and then they go to town with those those imperial guards who have been in like five movies that that imperial guard has always been around they were in uh, like Revenge of the Sith the, yeah back in the yeah because Yoda Yoda walks in and he just blows them away with a yeah bumps their heads or whatever yeah and and so you've always seen those guys before and now you get to see what they're capable of and they were bad motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. But still, they got taken out. One one side note is when uh when Snoke did get cut in half and just was like meat on the ground. For a second, I thought, oh my gosh, he's gonna force glue himself back together and we're gonna <laughs> see how powerful he is. Yeah, but luckily, the they stayed away from that. <laughs> yeah, considering the force can make people fucking float into back into spaceships and keep. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, did you like that or not? No. <laughs> she no. looked like a witch. Yeah, she looked like Mary Poppins is what I'm Yeah, <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> because I thought that they killed her. I'm like, oh, this is how they're getting rid of, like, taking care of her or whatever because, you know, she's gone now. But then when she starts moving, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? And then she just force glides to the ship. <laughs> it was weird, and it was lame. I didn't like it. Uh, and while it was happening, I was thinking, why? You just... You killed her, that she's done, and leave yeah, her, and you yeah. don't have to worry about it. Well, and I mean, they were done filming, though. 
Right, but then you could just cut the rest of her scenes and she's dead now. Um, mm. But and it and it wasn't until it wasn't until they're in the bunker and Luke shows up and she has that moment with Luke. Yeah. That was the only time when I was like, oh, it's a good thing they didn't kill Leia. Everything else she did in in the movie, I thought was was totally disposable. Mm. But it was totally worth having that moment with Luke, which was super impactful. Like I was kind of emotional about it. Um, yeah. At the time. Okay, for that part, when he shows up, did you guys catch on that it wasn't actually him? I never no. did. Okay, because I, I, I noticed that his hair, like, he, it looked like he was a little clean-shaven. And yeah. that was the only thing I'm like, man, they really fucked up on editing this movie. But then otherwise, like, I didn't notice it or recognize it at all until he the, the reveal that he actually isn't there. Well, I thought maybe he just got all spiffied up before you came to beat ass. He just put a dust for men in his beard. And, yeah. <laughs> That's what I kind of thought. It was just maybe it just signified that, you know, he was... That he's a changed man or he's yeah. new. He's a renewed, you know? Yeah. Being the, the Jedi and not the when, pussy that lives in a troll hut. <laughs> when you go back and see it again, you'll uh, you'll pick up on more hints. Mm -hmm. I read an article about this today. When he walks through that salt, he doesn't leave footprints. Yep, that's what I heard. And... Also, he uses a blue lightsaber that they just destroyed 10 years yep. ago. Oh, yeah. And see, that and was another thing. I thought that they messed up with editing because I'm like, man, this movie just is not going anywhere right now. Right. And then even if he was somehow able to withstand all those laser blasts, he should have been covered in sand or salt when he walked out mm. of it. And he was totally clean when he walked out. He, so, he dusted off his shoulder. Come on. <laughs> that was fucking sweet. <laughs> I remember thinking when he walks out there and they're screaming to shoot at him, uh, what I thought he was going to do was the Neo from the end of the Matrix. Yep, yep. And I was excited for that. But then when it didn't happen, I was like, okay, what are they going to do now? And the shoulder the shoulder clean was totally worth it. That was pretty good. <laughs> well, I'm glad they didn't do anything from the Matrix because that would have completely ruined that movie. So. Oh, my God. You always got to be. <sighs> well, hey, there. okay. There was one other... Sorry to just keep jumping around, but there was one other thing that I didn't like about this movie. Otherwise, everything else is perfectly fine. I did not like the side video game mission to Canto Bite. Like, is that the is that the casino? The casino. Yeah. So yeah. Maz Kanata shows up on a hologram. Like this could have been from the video game. It's like, hey guys, go find this dude. Yeah. And it's like a side mission, and then they go to this thing, find this dude, find another guy who I guess can do the exact same thing that the Justin Perot character could have done and go on their way. And it didn't even pay off because they got caught. Well, and the whole plot was wrong anyway. Because if if the if the woman who ends up being the, you know, the pilot of the ship at the end, I can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah, Holdo. Yeah, Holdo. If if she just tells if she just tells Poe what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Then they don't do any of that stuff. So it doesn't make a lot of actual sense. Now that said, I did like a lot of Finn and Rose. I, I liked what they were doing. I liked watching it, yeah. even though it was super unnecessary. And obviously, they had to somehow get to that kid. Yeah, exactly. But I did think that the the whole running away from the ship was super schmalty, and the chance happenstance running into Benicio del Toro, who has a fucking weird stutter. Oh, yeah, I did not like that at all. I'm just like, what are you doing, man? Stop. <laughs> yeah. So that was like a 40-minute or so storyline 
in terms of screen time. And there was probably like two or three minutes of it that were super worth it. But it was just a, it was a lot for just a couple turnouts. Oh, you didn't like you didn't like them saving Stable Boy and riding those weird horses through the village <laughs> and trashing all the fancy pants cars and then letting them off into the wilderness. It was weird and it didn't fit <laughs> in. And it, just, it was so that's the one time that's the one time in the movie when I was like, what the hell is going on here? But yeah, hey, I will give it to them. They did have that cool shot of them riding with the with the moonlight on them on the beach. That was a cool shot. Yeah, that was pretty sick. And you got a cute moment with BB-8 where they're putting coins in his body. I mean, oh yep, yep. That was pretty funny because <laughs> the drunk guy is trying to stuff. The drunk little like leprechaun dude. <laughs> he does look exactly like leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they did the uh, we're almost to the ship, but then it explodes thing from Force Awakens again. Yeah, that was a little bit of a weird choice for me. And and if they cut that out, you can cut half an hour off the movie. And well, then to... there goes Finn from your movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he wasn't Finn. really I had much to find of... something. I had to find something for him to do. Do you guys think they underused Chewie, too? I was just, I was just thinking that right now. All he did was eat some chicken, and that was about it. And he, just yeah, he murdered some pork. Yeah, he murdered some pork, I guess. Jesus, he, I know he's having a tough time with Hangon, but come on now. Yeah. He's going to be killing some native animals. I thought that he was underused. It was cute, him and the Porgs, but it was always just, like, tacked on. Mm-hmm. You know, it was never important stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but did Chewie get to say hi to Luke when he came around the Falcon? Please? He punched that door in. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, of his hut. He punched the door in, and then he's like, Chewie, what are you doing here? And then he's that's like, where's right. Han? Yeah. That's right. I do remember that yep. now. Yeah. Okay, so he got one more scene than I was thinking, but... I definitely thought he was underused, except for the the porg stuff, which was I think funny. Mm-hmm. I was really worried about the porgs. Mm-hmm. I thought they would be super schmalty and annoying, but I mm-hmm. thought I thought they were always funny and mm-hmm. didn't distract from anything else. Well, that's where they're gonna get all their merchandise sales from, so that's why they added it. That and BB-8. Yep. I'm trying to decide if I want to talk about BB-8 or Captain Phasma next. Oh my gosh, let's talk about Captain Phasma. Okay. The trash okay. of the film. Oh my gosh. I don't know what you guys think, but okay. She's in the first one. She looks like a complete badass. She's awesome. You have a great actress in this role. We throw her down the garbage chute. She's in it for like two seconds. Then somehow she comes back in this movie. We can see her eyeball, and then she's dead. That's it. Yeah. Maybe between the two movies, she's got six or so minutes of screen time. Yeah. She's the Boba Fett of this series. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. She is exactly the Boba Fett. And that was another thing, too, that, like, J.J. obviously had some ideas for this fucking character, and then Ryan Johnson's like, bye. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> What's weird, though, is that Johnson came out and said that you're going to learn a lot more about Captain Phasma in this movie. And I think they must have cut that stuff out. Her eye color. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's a woman. <laughs> if they cut her stuff out in favor of that that weird llama chase scene on the casino planet that I'm <laughs> Yep. That said, though, I did like her fight with Finn. Um, yeah, that was badass. Yeah, when they, they kind of go at each other and everything's exploding behind them and you, it's another money shot. That was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how he dispatched of her relatively easily. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, mm-hmm. what's he been doing since The Force Awakens? Being in a coma, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't gotten any better at fighting. Yeah. I don't know. If they have the nerve to bring her back in the next one, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I hope they do. They bring her back as, like, Dream- General Grievous, where she's, like, half a robot. <laughs> 
I hope it, I hope she landed on some she landed on a, a skate pod that happened to be flying by and that she still <laughs> around. Because honestly, we need bad guys for episode nine. We're, yeah, that's we're running, true. We're running low on them unless Hux is going to grow a pair of nuts. Which, by the way, Hux was I think awesome in this. Yeah. I thought that he was angry as hell and he yep. got dissed. He just got dissed the whole movie. Especially like the beginning. By, by Poe. Yeah. Yep. That was really funny. Yeah, we- Weasley brothers don't get any respect. Is he the Weasleys? I think he is actually one of the Weasleys. Really? Not he's like a Percy or one of the older yeah, ones he's... that's barely there. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think I've heard that now that you mention it. But yeah, I like his whole thing with Kylo Ren. It's kind of like a sibling rivalry sort of thing. Yeah. And then uh, when when he's trying to give Kylo attitude and he just force pushes him into the wall at the in the ATAT. I really like <laughs> Well, and also when Kylo's passed out, he, like, pulls out his gun to maybe shoot him, and then he sees him move, and he's like, oh, I better not. I think their whole thing could be a really interesting storyline in the next one. Okay, cool. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah, he, he was Bill. Bill Weasley. Bill Weasley. He was in, like, five minutes total runtime of the two movies he was in. Yeah. So Captain Phasma? <laughs> he got Phasma. He got Phasma. Oh. So what do, you, what do you think of Luke in this? Oh, man, he, uh, well, right when he shows up and he just tosses the lightsaber, I'm like, oh, okay, this guy's totally over it. He yeah. doesn't, he doesn't want to be what, what we thought he would be. And I think that that's why everyone's upset, too, because, like, everyone thought he was going to be this huge badass, be able to, like, take down Star Destroyers, but he's just fishing and hanging out. And drinking blue milk. And drinking weird-ass titty milk. <laughs> Oh my god, that's gonna be the that that should be their next promotional item. <laughs> oh, blue milk, blue blue, <laughs> blue ass titty milk. I think we're onto something here. It's a billion dollar idea. No, I don't know. I I liked his kind of like backstory of like his story of how he mentioned him and Kylo went down, and then how Kylo mentioned him and him went down, and then the truth of kind of like he didn't trust him and he thought he was going to basically turn on him so he's like well i'm gonna kill him did my question what happened to his green lightsaber did that just disappear or get exploded in the in the thing or what i wonder if uh be somewhere ray yeah. will find it hopefully ray finds it and uses it she's either gonna have to find that one or make herself a new one because they wrecked hers yeah pieces of the other one maybe she'll find uh sam jackson's lightsaber oh that'd be badass <laughs> that's what they should do <laughs> mace one do and then he's like... and then <laughs> No, just go ahead. I'm not even worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like the appearance by Yoda? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when when he was like doing that, he, like evil laugh, he gave me. It was like a weird look because I don't know if it was CGI or the puppet. It was puppet. They I used, think it was. The they puppet. they used puppet. Uh, it was the puppet. Yep. They updated okay. it a little bit, but yeah, this is the first time they used the puppet since uh since I think the second prequel. Yeah, yeah. Well, that. The, it was nice to see him, nice mm-hmm. appearance or whatever, but also that also does expand on force powers of force ghosts because, like, he can physically move stuff and have an effect on things. Yep. So does that mean – I'm wondering how that's going to affect Luke in the next movie. Well, he did say to Kylo, you know, see you later or whatever, you know, so yeah, there's no way he's not in the last one. Oh, he's got to be. Yeah, he's got to have some sort of appearance, and and maybe he's a more maybe he's a more solid Force Ghost mm-hmm. than the ones we've seen in the past. But Ray's gonna have to learn more from someone. 
So I, I think I think Luke will have some sort of presence. Um, do you? How do you not think though? Like at, at this point, because the whole thing is, I guess at least what it has been to this point is Kylo trying to live up to, you know, his grandfather, you know, Darth. Do you, he he can obviously be a Force ghost. He was at the end of well, when they made the no, he was actually in the end of of uh, Jedi. Hayden Christensen. Yeah, and then they and then in the original version they had did they have the ugly looking guy? They had some well, dude, he wasn't, yeah. He, it was another guy. Yeah. It wasn't the same one. But how do you not think like that? That has to happen in this last one, right? Because like the whole thing has been about been about him, you know. So I, I feel like that's coming. Yeah, it's got to be. I hope they continue to explore the idea of like the Force ghosts and just the Force in general. Because one of the things I really liked about this was that there were new Force things. And it continues to delve deeper into the Force. Because if you think about it, really all we know about the Force is that you can use a lightsaber and make shit float, mm-hmm. if you know the Force. Yes, you can jump really high. Yeah, but it makes sense that there's so much more that they're capable of doing, like the the mind bridges, which are super cool, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite parts of this was Kylo and Rey kind of having those conversations. So I think with Luke, and then with Rey, who now has the ancient Jedi text, so she's going to learn more stuff. I'm really interested to see what they do next with the Force and the powers that they can exert on it mm-hmm. going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My biggest hope is that if they do bring back Darth Vader, that James Earl Jones shows up, and they, they'd be like, what, what, what is this guy doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm your father. <laughs> you sound like him, but God, you really don't look like him at all. Uh, I don't know a lot about genetics, but I don't think you're my dad there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, so one of the things that I really liked um, about this was this idea it's kind of two things one is this idea that you have to kind of let the past die and go forward which I thought is cool for the Star Wars story and it also was kind of Ryan Johnson preemptively telling people who were going to be pissed about this movie that mm-hmm. you need to let let go of the original shit so that we can go forward and make decent movies um, I liked that, and I also liked that when they kill off Luke and Snoke, effectively what they do is there is no real absolute good and absolute evil anymore. And you can make the argument that Rey and Kylo are those, yes. But I think that both of them have enough of a conflict in them, and they both understand that there is something to be gained by using both the dark and light sides, that everything is kind of smushed into the middle now. And so it's a lot more nuanced. It's not just there's a guy dressed in white versus a guy dressed in black. Go. Yep. And so that's what I like about this going forward. And that was one of my favorite parts about this one. Yeah. The fact that you think Ray is completely good, but then that black hole or whatever, the darkness calls to her instantly and she goes down there. Like, like you said, I think they basically both need the light and dark sides to get what they want. So. Yeah. Did you like that scene? It was interesting. I was really confused. I'm like, where are they going with this with all the snaps and whatnot? And I was really hoping that they would show the parents because there was two individuals, but then they merged into one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm still convinced that her parents are someone of importance because Kylo and her had such a connection that they've got to be related. It couldn't have all just been Snoke. It wouldn't surprise me, and definitely now that it's going to be J.J. again, it wouldn't surprise me if yeah. he pulled an I'm Your Father twist again. But I don't know. I, I I thought that that scene was kind of bogus because it didn't tell us anything, and it was kind of really drawn out. 
It was confusing, kind of. Yeah. So then, do you like... I like the way... I like that she is a no one. I think that's better. But I didn't like the way they revealed it. I thought it was kind of poo-pooing it and kind of tossing it aside. Because it, it kind of built the hype and then it's like, ah, just kidding. Yeah, exactly. When they're talking and she's just like, my parents suck, never mind. <laughs> yeah, After all yeah. of this time... Yeah, after her just been wondering her whole life who they were or whatever. But, I mean, the fact that she's no one, it does fit with Broom Kid at the end. So, mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> and Luke, for that matter, his mom was a slave. Or, yeah. sorry, um, Anakin. His mom was yeah, a slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope forever he's called Broom Kid. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably will be until they name him in the next movie. No, he's Broom Kid. They, <laughs> they, first, they just call him Broom for short. He's going to get his own short story, <laughs> The Adventures of Broom Kid. Do you think and the, Lava Girl. Do you think the kids that, <laughs> Do you think the kids that live with him are his roommates? Oh my Jeez. gosh. All right, podcast Jared, over. Hang up, Jared. Hey guys, it's been fun. I will talk to you later. Yeah, cool. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Just just so that I just want to just make sure everyone's on the same page. Seth made a shark boy and lava girl joke, and that got laughs. Yeah, because it's not fucking <laughs> but expected. But the fucking hilarious pun that I made it got groans, and that's horseshit. Because <laughs> mine is unexpected. And <laughs> well, that's Star Wars fans. I feel like uh, Vader in Rogue One when he says, don't choke on your aspirations, and everyone groans. But I laughed, because that shit was hilarious. <laughs> All right, we got any last Star Wars thoughts? I'm still a little bitter that uh, when they were at the casino and they heard that big rumbling that it wasn't pod racing. Can you imagine if they had done a pod race? <laughs> that would have pissed people off. Charlie Anakin flies through. Yeah. Yippee! <laughs> His acting was about as good as Tommy Wiseau's in the room. So wor- uh, award-worthy? <laughs> it was not great. I had a thought that I think would have been really cool. I thought that Maz Kanata, when she was talking about, I know this smuggler who, or I know this codebreaker who is also pretty good at fucking, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I was really hoping that they had found some way to get Lando Calrissian in there. Yep. Oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been amazing. And then when it wasn't him, I was like, okay, well, then this whole storyline sucks. That would have been worth it right there. Like, I would have changed my whole perspective, even though it's one character, but I would have just been like, all right, this works. Yeah, I think it would have been amazing. And if they had shown up and, and, and all you know, you get like a pan up from the floor and it's like, hey, it's Lando, which I'm pretty sure Billy D. Williams is dead. He's been anyway. dead for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have worked. But they could have CGI'd him like they did Leia and Moff Tarkin. They could have they could have put uh, Donald Glover in there and just put him some old makeup. Yeah, there you, exactly. They could have done that and been like, hey, here I am, Lando. And they could have been like, dude, Luke needs us. Let's, let's bounce. And he would have been like, oh, cool. And that would have been way better than all that Benicio Del Toro shit. And then he's like, hey, Chewbacca. And she was like, Wait, wait, wait. Billy D. Williams is dead? Yeah. No. I, I didn't yeah. know that either until like the Are you sure? Of, he's been dead for like three years. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm looking this up. <laughs> is Billy D. Williams alive? Yeah, he is. He's not alive. I he's swear alive he's alive. Did you look it up? Uh, I think so. Is Billy D. Williams alive? Yeah, he's 80 years old. He's not dead yet. You guys... <laughs> He can come back. He's dead. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's alive as fuck. <laughs> who, who am I thinking died then? He was in a, he's in a wheelchair. He doesn't look like he's in great health, but he was... No, Billy D's alive. Huh. He's in a wheelchair. He just turned 80. I'm thinking of someone else then. I don't know. Well, this is weird. 
Sorry, Billy D. No, this is going to suck, because I'm going to have to go back and cut that in a way that makes us not sound stupid. Right? <laughs> That's fine. While we're here, though, I mean... Maybe I'll just leave all of us in. He's, he's appeared in critically acclaimed films such as Brian's Song, Lady Sings the Blues, Mahogany, Nighthawk, and Ooh, Mahogany's a good one. <laughs> he played That rich that. pine. That's, that's how my apartment smells. <laughs> well, right. sorry, Billy D. Apologize. I yep. thought he's dead all this time. If he dies tomorrow, I'm gonna be thrilled. I'm gonna feel really bad. You're gonna be thrilled? <laughs> no, I'll feel really. But that would be timely because he would be dead. Ooh. Before we put the podcast out. So. Uh, okay, hold this one. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll wait. And, I'll wait today to see if Billy D. Williams fucking dies. <laughs> It comes out Thursday, so we got. And then I'll edit the podcast. We got we got till tomorrow, so it's fine. Oh my gosh. Well, while we're doing that, should we make some other predictions that might come true before Thursday? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wow, guys, I met this really nice girl, and she likes me a lot. What? (laughs) Yeah. Also, the Republican tax bill did not get through. Oh, what about net neutrality? Uh, net neutrality is back. It's really weird. Uh, yes. But they just decided it would be back again. Okay, good, man. This is so timely. John Cena announced Ferdinand 2. Yeah. And, <gasps> bon jo- and Bon Jovi's going on tour again. Ooh. And Bill- Billy D. Williams is dead. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, that was a total aside. Definitely that. <laughs> when when the podcast comes out and I tweet about it, I'm going to tweet hashtag R.I.P. Billy D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. People are it's going to be like, trending. What the fuck are these idiot songs? <laughs> R.I.P. Billy D. You already started that, folks. You know what? If it gets us listens. <laughs> Back to the bottom line is this movie's amazing. Everyone should should love it like I do. And if Yeah, definitely go out and see it. You know, Christmas break's coming back. Go get your family. Go see this movie. If you if you've gotten to this point in the podcast and you haven't seen the movie yet, I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Billy D is dead. <laughs> you know, I I've done some actions recently, uh, like donations and things where I built my karma up. I've thought, and I just ruined all. Of it. <laughs> oh man. You better hope to God that Billy D is alive on Thursday. That's all I'm saying. Otherwise, we have some explaining to do. <laughs> okay, good. Well, this has been Star Wars Talk, and uh, Ooh, obviously, a obviously a lot to unpack there, and probably more that we're forgetting. I'm excited to go see this again. Are you guys going to go try to see it again while it's still in theaters? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to see it on the our new hyper screen we got. I'm excited. Hyper screen? It's super screen, but yeah. Oh. Uh, um, but it's got the Dolby Atmos sound. and Dolby Atmos? Heated seats so my ass can be all warm. Oh, nothing like warm farts. <laughs> <laughs> Which everyone will be able to hear during that one. Scene. <laughs> it's going to be great. I, I definitely want to see it at least one more time, and then obviously I'll get it on DVD too. So. Yeah, yeah. It's well, cool. after that, we have uh, Han Solo coming out in May. Ugh. So briefly, like, what are you guys thinking about? Hanzo. I'm I'm not super jazzed about it mm-hmm. in general. Um, but I don't know. What do you get? What do you guys think? I don't know. It comes out around the same time Avengers does, and I'm much more excited for that. Yeah, I think it's like two weeks after. So yeah, I I don't know. That might eat up some of its uh, box office. But I don't know. I've seen the actor. He does not look anything like him. Um, 
So we'll see what the first trailer looks like. <laughs> the thing I'm most excited for is Donald Glover playing Lando. Billy D. Billy D. <laughs> what if the movie starts? What? Follow me here. What if the movie starts? It's Han's funeral, and Billy D. is in the movie, and he says, "Remember that one time?" And he's talking to Chewie, and then flashback. Boom. That's That'd the movie. Cool. I'd be excited for that. That way we <laughs> get Billy actually, D. back. However it is, they can get him in. <laughs> Who do we have to call? You know how the start, how uh, Last Jedi at the end it said "In loving memory of Carrie Fisher." What if he accidentally <laughs> put an "In loving memory of Billy D" at the end? He calls him, dude. What the fuck? I'm still alive. He's <laughs> like, I'm literally sitting here at the premiere. <laughs> Some weird podcast started a trend of R.I.P. Billy D. <laughs> We've been thought he's dead ever since. Oh, good. Well, I guess. I think I speak for everyone when I say we're glad that Billy D is still with us, and we hope that he continues to be for a very long time. Yeah, this joke will be a lot less funny if he's dead. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't think it will be funny. <laughs> yeah, less funny. <laughs> we're all laughing. Less funny is the least of our concern. Oh, man. All right, let's 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 transition this. <laughs> yeah, good. Let, let's let's swing over to the other thing we wanted to talk about, which was our Fifty top, Shades Darker. Fifty Shades Darker, most... <laughs> anticipated movie. Oh, wait, wait, no, it's Fifty Shades Freed. Yeah, Fifty Shades Sorry. Freed. That's our most anticipated going into 2018. Well, yeah. We'll have a, we'll have another show in a couple of weeks where we'll talk about more of our most anticipated, but we want to first take a look back at 2017. 16. 20, 2017. <laughs> and <laughs> talk the about... The last year of Billy D was alive. <laughs> oh, too soon. Ugh. All right, I'm done with Billy D. I was going to say, did you just hear that Joe get run into the ground? Is that the <laughs> only one that heard the thump? <laughs> well, I, what was I trying to say? We're going to talk about our top movies, our top favorite movies from 2017. Uh, now, as a rule, we decided that Star Wars is the end of the year, and anything that's getting like a limited release between or a full release between now and the end of the year doesn't quite count. So, so Pitch Perfect 3? Doesn't make the list. Sorry, pitch. See you, see you later, pitches. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna kind of go around and, and just talk about our top five uh, from number five from the year. Now, keep in mind these are our favorites. They're not necessarily the ones that we like critically would say are the best. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, are you guys putting them in order? I just picked yeah. five. Oh, put oh, them in order. This, oh ours shit. Are, ours are in order. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. That that's it. He did it. He did yeah. It. <laughs> I blew you went, it. <laughs> you, went from, you went from no order. And then you went, uh, uh, uh. I'd like, I'd like to, I'd like to work, work with Jared. Hey, Jared, can you come up with these reports for me? Uh, uh, uh. All right, here you go. Uh, I'm going to get fired. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, uh, who wants to start? We Start with, uh, with the number five. I'll start. Also, Jared, as a side note, we'll also do, if you have some in your list that you didn't put in your top five, we're going to do an others receiving votes before number one. So. Ooh, so honorable mentions, eh? Yep. Ooh. All right. So coming in at number five for Seth is, the I think, what brought my excitement back for the Marvel Universe again, uh, which was Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh. Ooh. Uh, hey, Spider-Man! <laughs> And actually, that was the reason why I made number five, <laughs> because of that, that review. I don't know, just just a, a whole hell of a lot of fun, uh, sweet action, uh, 
best, my favorite Spider-Man movie that's ever been made. I don't know. I loved it. I would agree with you. I was super psyched to see this, and mm-hmm. it, it it did everything I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't love the Iron Man tie-ins, mm-hmm. but in general, I really liked Tom Holland as Spider-Man, and, and this was this was a sweet one. This it was one of my favorite MCU movies in, in quite some time, yeah. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice that they actually got Spider-Man, so that's cool. And he'll probably be Spider-Man for, hell, 15 years. <laughs> Here's hoping, because he'll he has be, a band of And he'll be yeah. 12 when he's done doing that. So. <laughs> also, a, a nice set of metal pick, too, just because that was our first official ride home. So That's true. Ooh, that yeah. yeah. First officially publicly seen one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We tried two other ones, and they didn't work. <laughs> I like yeah. how you guys sent it to me to, like, green light, and I'm like, I don't care. Like, it's good. <laughs> so we should sneak in some, like, Jared disses in, in the middle of these now if he doesn't care. No, the thing is, I watch him before I post them. <laughs> That's probably a good idea, because half, about half the time, Seth takes his ass out. Yeah. I've seen a, I've seen a couple tips every now and then. <laughs> okay. It's like in, uh, when, they were, when they were trying to get Goodwill Hunting made. They apparently wrote in <laughs> yeah, a, a yeah. super explicit gay sex <laughs> yeah. to see if the people that they were showing the script to read it, actually. Yep. So we got to start doing that. Not gay sex scenes, but like <laughs> <laughs> putting something in the... I mean, unless you, I'm open. Wow. Do you want to or no? <laughs> okay, so I mean, he's shaking I, his head. I think Brokeback Mountain's getting another release soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well... Yeah, Spider-Man, I think, uh, was definitely a good one. It doesn't make my top five. Really? I bet yeah. that might come as a surprise because I'm a huge Spidey fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but my number five uh, was actually Coco. Was wow. Number five. That's yeah. a recent that was five. One. Yeah, and, and that might be a little bit of recency bias uh, coming into that. But, uh, you know, we went to this a few weeks ago maybe, and this was my favorite animated movie I've seen in ages. Mm-hmm. And it it hit me in all my feels. Uh, I talked about it on the podcast a couple weeks ago. I I did a full on like. Hiccup- did you cry? I oh my god, dude! It was oh. full on like hiccuping, snotty, like ugly face cry at the end. Um, and it, it everything up until then was so visually stunning and so just fun and cute and just enjoyable. It was one of the obviously one of the top five movie going experiences. Just because of the whole, just top to bottom, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, and it's it's pretty apt too, because as we all know, Coco is Spanish for five, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> and before anyone says anything, it's not in my top five just because it's got my name in it. <laughs> yeah, I figured it'd be like your ultra one because it's your name twice. Oh yeah, that's a Rococo mint. <laughs> We gotta get some red Coco mans in there. I, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm guessing that Coco's not in your guys' top five. No. Uh, yeah, it is actually. Um, mine oh. mine is actually higher. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Like, I kind of felt the same way. Where, I mean, I knew it was an animated one. I went into it, but like, Pixar, they just man, they can get you with the feels. And I didn't. I I like you. I was just there was two adults sitting next to me with their little kids, and I was just weeping like a. It was bad. I that cried. Was, I cried. Stone faced, like a feelingless <laughs> piece of stone. <laughs> Good analogy. Stone faced, like a feelingless piece of stone. It's the second time that happened. I thought I was going to get to a good joke. 
by the end of that sentence, and I couldn't get there. Yeah, we can cut it out. Well, Jared, don't tell us yet where uh, Coco is on your list, but uh, what, what was your number five? Um, number five. Number five, coming at you. Um, I'm going to say Ladybird. Ooh. I don't know if you uh, – Cody, did you see this one? Yep, yep, I did. Okay, you did, Seth, you saw it too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it was just, I mean, everyone's, like, saying it's the greatest movie of the year because of Rotten Tomatoes. But, I don't know. It just somehow connected. It, it kind of reminded me of, like, high school and not, because I had no clue what to do after high school. And I was kind of nervous about it and whatnot. But this movie just kind of summed up the last few months, last year mm-hmm. of my high school career. I mean, mind you, I wasn't a woman, I mean, that you guys know of, but... What? (laughs) What? But, I don't know, just everything that she kind of went through. Yeah. No, it... (laughs) Yeah, cool. I'm also... (laughs) I'm also a woman. Um, No, I I completely agree with that. That that feeling, it did capture that perfectly. The part that I... I might have said it on the podcast. The part that I loved the most was when she's driving around in her car. Or she, yeah. she talks about she talks about driving around in her car and that feeling she gets of just how like how she feels about the town. Like I had that exact feeling like a hundred times mm-hmm. when I was able to drive around. I just drove around listening to stupid music or podcasts and yep. I just love doing that. So yeah, no, it, it, it definitely hit me the same way. I'm a super nostalgic for high school and that so that stuff always gets to me. And I think that so many of these sort of um, high school trope beats. They did, but in a way that was different enough. Like it was, it was, it did a lot of stuff that has been done in movies before, but mm-hmm. in a unique way that I really enjoyed. Uh, specifically, I liked the uh, the sex scene because she she expresses a lot of like even obviously that's it. Even though <laughs> even though she's like even though it's different for a woman than it is for a man or a girl and a boy, I guess. Uh, she still expresses a lot of the same, I think, anxieties that everyone has the first time they have sex. And that was specifically one of the parts that was, I thought, really just caught on with me. And then a ton of other ones from, like, she wants to be friends with the cool kids instead of her yep. really lame friend. I went through that with Seth. Um, <laughs> was Seth the cool one? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> And she's got her first boyfriend, and and her, her parents are, you know, they have this love hate thing. So I I think it could connect with a lot of people. Yeah, and I think that that's why it has such a high rating is because a lot of people they can grasp onto one aspect of that movie. And also, Saoirse Ronan is my favorite. Saoirse. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce her name, so I butchered Saoirse. it. Saoirse. I I think I said cirrhosis. You did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sure you're not the only one. Also, Seth pronounces every single other person's name wrong and gets this one. <laughs> as soon as we talk about uh, Milo Ventimiglia again. Suck it. I want to pronounce this next one correctly because my number four pick is The Big Sick with Kumail Nanjiani. Boom! Two for two oh. So, yeah, my number four, The Big Sick. I did... I obviously it came in with had good reviews, like really good reviews, um, but it wasn't one that I expected to like as much as I did. And kind of as a precursor to my list is like we talked about, it's not what we thought was critically the best, but kind of I, I looked back and thought about what 
like what movies I had the m- most emotional response to coming out of it and how I felt walking out of the theater. And this one, I had a, a really strong like feeling like it, I'm not like, I don't like Cody mentioned, I, I don't get emotional <laughs> for movies very often. This one had me pretty close with the whole, you know, the whole her being sick angle, which is a big part of it, obviously. And, just the characters in this that connected to in a way I haven't in a long time in a movie, especially too like, obviously not many of these characters are, are like me, but it, you know, none of them are you know, straight white dudes. And the, <laughs> being, <laughs> being able to connect to these characters it was, was an even stronger choice for, for me to you know say how much I love this movie. Cause a great acting B hilarious movie and C, you know, it, it had that emotional aspect that with a comedy, you don't get very often. Mhm. I actually did not see that one yet. You didn't? No, I. I don't know. I just didn't. I haven't gotten around to it, so I, I'm gonna have to check that out this weekend. It's definitely, very good. Definitely, you gotta see that. It gets a Rococo men for sure. Um, <laughs> it gets a Rec Five men. <laughs> I I liked it a lot. Uh, I think you liked it a little more than I did, but I agree with everything you've said so mm-hmm. far. My favorite part of this was the interaction with uh the parents mm-hmm. ray romano and holly hunter i thought were amazing in it Deborah. they were the difference maker for me uh and there's there's just a lot here again that a lot of people can relate to even even though you're not you know from iran mm-hmm. uh you can you can still relate to kamal and and his whole situation <clears throat> that he's in so mm-hmm. yeah big sick was an awesome one for me again didn't didn't make my top five but i agree with you that it's that was a really good one this year mm-hmm. my my number four was it was Baby Driver? Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Baby, baby, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> and Baby Driver for me was so goddamn fun, uh, and that's something that we've said about a lot of movies, especially mm-hmm. in the second half of this year. Is it's so fun, it's so fun. But if you think about specifically, even just like the first twenty minutes of Baby Driver, it, you can't not dance yes. when all that stuff is going on. Everything is hitting to the beats. And there's just so much going on. And Baby's just such a cool guy. He's just so smooth and fun and cool. And the way they shoot the action in this, along with the music, I think is amazing. And it was just so different. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Edgar Wright, especially from, like, Scott Pilgrim. And this definitely took me back there to that feeling of just a really uniquely styled and uniquely shot movie along with the kick-ass soundtrack and the way they shot the action, I thought was amazing. And I had a ton of fun at that movie. And I still, li- I bought the soundtrack and I listen to it all mm-hmm. the time now. And you also get the added benefit that the last time we get to see Kevin Spacey on screen, he, he dies. So that's good. Ooh, that's true. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty satisfying. Kevin Spacey's not dead, Jared. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, uh, Baby Driver almost made my top five. It's on my... Me too. Honorable mentions. Spoilers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I Are we it. not supposed to say that? Oh, yet? you can say that. You can say that. I've been saying okay, cool. Made my list yet. What do you got number four, Jared? Just uh, not not Justice League. Um, <laughs> Disaster Artist. Oh, okay. The Disaster Artist. I don't know. I think it was just the fact that this story is so completely unbelievable. But it's 100% true. I mean, not 100% because some of it was dramatized. But, like, he's like, oh, I have to show my ass to sell this movie. He he spent $6 million on this thing. Like, it, this Tommy Wiseau is a wild, crazy individual. 
and he had a dream, and you know what? That dream came true. I agree with you. Disaster Artist is on my list. I won't tell you where yet, but I I loved it for some of the exact reasons you're talking about. I'm actually I'm working on the book right now, and some Ooh. of the stuff some of the stuff in the movie is directly out of the book, and that's hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, James Franco is amazing in this. Um, not only his acting in it as Wiseau, which is impeccable, but mm-hmm. his direction in this. I, I thought this was a slam dunk, too. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't, it's not on my list. Uh, it's definitely an honorable mention, but it's, yeah. Whoa. It, and, I, <laughs> and I think that the more I think about this movie, because we've kind of been bombarded. I've watched a lot of movies in the last few weeks that have been kind of like Oscar contenders. Yeah. And I think the more I think about this movie, the more and more I like it and how I want to go back and watch it again uh, to really see where that ranks within – for a Oscars and Franco's performance specifically, but kind of where my movies are. I, w- I haven't included it yet in my list and I know we have the deadline, but um, no, it's really good. I loved it. It was the movie out of all of them that we went to this year that the crowd reaction was yeah. the most was, yep. uh, the whole yeah. way through. We had, we had people applauding at the end and laughing. Like it was fun listening to when people knew the inside jokes and when people didn't. That mm-hmm. was, that was yeah. Cool. And, and that's the thing is like if you're gonna go see this or you haven't seen it, please go see the room first because you'll appreciate this even more. It's worth the ten dollars on Amazon to buy the DVD. Oh yeah. yeah All right. That's artist definitely a banger. Are we on threes? We are number three. Uh, number three. Number three for me comes in a it was it was a surprise movie. Um, it was actually a movie I I was like the third I watched that day. Um, and it's probably my favorite. But hey, shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I went to three movies by myself in the theater, and this one was my favorite. Um, Wind River with uh, Ooh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, all right. I, I hadn't – when I was t- actually coming off the list, I was going through the release dates later on because I had an initial list that I just thought of. And then this one I realized, oh, shit, that came out this year. It was great. I loaded this movie. Um, I mean, it's not a fun movie. To, it's, not, it's, not like, <laughs> it's not like half the movies we've mentioned this year being fun. But it's, it's just – I mean, the story and, and – for those who haven't seen it, I don't really want to talk about it in detail, but it's it's acted super well. The it's written super well. There's there's some nice twists and turns here and there, and oh, it's 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 very good. For those who haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Yeah, it was definitely a nice surprise hit because I think I had caught it like maybe a week or two after it had been in theaters, and I was I was blown away by the story and just the way that it it was so gorgeous. Yeah, like the whole all the shooting and this the. Were they at, like, Wyoming, or... I think it was one of the, oh, like, yeah. western U.S. states. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the, just the scenery around there was yeah. awesome, and the story was... that It really hits you in the nuts a couple times, mm-hmm. so... Oh, yeah. And Jeremy Renner was amazing. Yep. It's a shame. I, I doubt that it gets no. any award recognition, but I think in some years it would, because yeah. it was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. So, my number three, and we... I've now seen this twice. We just watched it earlier uh, or last week. Logan Lucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Bang Bros. The Bang Bros. <laughs> <laughs> still, still for my money, the best, the best joke you've made on the so far. When I tell you I was literally rolling on the floor laughing, I am not kidding. Yeah, he was crying. <laughs> I, I probably laughed about that for a day and a half. Well, thank you. That's one of my few good ones. <laughs> but Logan Lucky, to me, was such a delight and a surprise for me. I, I really didn't know what to expect going in, other than it was a robbery movie, which I love, and it featured rednecks. 
And <laughs> so much of this movie, like, you can't watch this movie for more than about 45 seconds at a time without something making you chuckle. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just the way these guys talk or something that they do that's, like, physically awkward. And then down to just their interactions with people. Like, every minute of this movie has something to enjoy for me. Oh, yeah. And I'm a sucker for a good heist movie. So this this is obviously super high praise. I have it at my third favorite movie this year. Mm-hmm. Um I, I thought it was amazing, um, and I think I think you guys both reviewed it pretty highly, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really, really fun. Um, yeah, it was like the Redneck Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. It was fun. Redneck Ocean's Eight. Ooh, yeah. You guys see the trailer for that? I haven't yet. No. I haven't watched it yet. I heard it was good. I heard it was good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, number three. Well, we just talked about this for a good hour. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Next. You got Star Wars at three, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's a few other ones that beat that one out, but you know, for I have all the reasons we talked about Jar Jar not being Snoke. I'm, I'll I'm never let that one I'm, go. I'm really interested to see what uh, what tops it because I have I have suspicions, and I, it's gonna be fun if my suspicions are true. Um, yeah, so I don't know that there's much more to be said about Star Wars. Yeah, we talked about it for an hour. Yeah, we talked a lot about it. So Seth, what do yeah. you have? Uh, are we at number two? Number two. So this one started off the year for me um i was this is probably the movie that i had anticipated the most coming into it because i loved the first one so much Mm. and it did not disappoint whatsoever daddy's home too (laughs) (laughs) no um but kind of because daddy is home and he fucking brain shots everyone uh john wick too john wick too this is one of the few movies that i've gone to and and rewatched this year and it it's it's just so damn good. I, I mean, it's it the way I love the way they're building this universe um, because it's such a slow burn that they're they're kind of just throwing in layers of the whole continental and the different like things that are owed to people with the blood the blood fingerprints and all that stuff. Uh, that the action is incredible in this movie. Oh, it's so damn good. I'm I'm excited for for John Wick three and I so many times in the theater just went. Oh shit! <laughs> and going back to the reason I made this list, that movie probably had me reacting in the theater more than anything. Mm-hmm. So I loved it so much. I we had the most. So Jared, I don't know about you, but we are huge John Wick fans. Huge. Oh really? Especially huge. when it comes to the action, like we love it. And I'm right there with you. I loved this. It's not on my list, but and I'm a little honestly, I'm a little bit surprised to see it on yours, even though I know oh, I, I know it. you do love it a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these John Wick movies are, are dope as hell, and especially just the they're they're some of the most mindless action movies that have existed. But they have a little bit. They, but they've got just enough, yeah. just yep. enough to keep it intriguing, mm-hmm. and the action is totally. Uh, I'll borrow uh, a word from you, Jared. Bonkers. <laughs> bonkers, man. Jared Bonkers Buckendall. Yeah. Bum, I'm, bum, I'm, bum. I'm assuming you got out and saw John Wick too. I did. Yeah, that one was really fun. I think is that the opening where he's like just driving the car and it's getting beat up to hell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fun movie. Oh yeah. What's oh, Cody yeah. got for two? What uh, does he have? We we have already we've already talked about about my number two. It's the disaster artist. Okay. And it's um like we talked about it. it. The most fun I've had sitting in a movie theater this year was at Disaster Artist because the way our crowd reacted to it and just every part of this movie was hilarious and, and just crazy. Uh, so I loved it. There's not really much more that we haven't said yet, but mm-hmm. that's Disaster Artist is my number two. Yeah, really, really fun. 
All right. Uh, I might be switching some stuff up right now. Um, number two for me, I'm going to say Coco. Basically, right. same reasons we kind of mentioned before. Um, just It was a feel-good, just family movie, you know, focusing on a different culture that I'm not really familiar with and kind of explaining that in a way that a lot of people can understand. Okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I did love that about Coco, and that's a couple of the movies that we've talked about have that where even though you can't directly relate to the main character, it, there are themes that cross these cultural barriers, and this, mm-hmm. I think, was one of them. Definitely. And as we all know, Coco, <laughs> Coco means number two in Spanish. <laughs> But so, Jared. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, we'll keep it spoiler free. Um, I'll try to be vague enough, but I hope that you know what I'm talking about. Do you think there's a movie in Coco that's a definite like Martha moment? Uh, is that down in the well? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, that was the one part of the movie that took me out because when that happened and you you there's a realization there. Um, I'm in my head. I immediately went. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And now I can see that. Yep. All right. So we should do, should we do some honorable mentions? Yeah. Honorable. What uh what almost made the list? All right. So, kind of in that that potential Spider-Man spot, I had Baby Driver, um, Wonder Woman, Colossal It, and then the one that really was ha- for me having a tough time not putting in there is Brawl and Subblock '99. Mm. That. Ooh. Did you see that, Jared? No, but I've heard it's crazy. It's bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, it, it it really is fucking nuts though. Um just the the brutality, but also I mean it's acted very well. Vince Vaughn transforms himself into this fucking psychopath. Um but a lovable psychopath. That I had so I went with one other dude. I'll probably remember this for ever. This was one other dude uh, in the theater, and I walked out just like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> and, and I looked at this guy, and he had the same look on his face, and we just kind of did one of those nods. <laughs> and then, and that was it. So it, there was a hard time not putting this in there because of how I reacted to it, but um, it it was it's definitely 5B or Coco B. <laughs> Coco Bay. <laughs> Coco Bay. Actually, Coco is how you say B in Spanish. <laughs> Uh, let's see what what almost made my list. So I want to I want to make one thing clear, and I I told Seth that I was going to do this ahead of time, but Jared, I know you didn't know. I removed Star Wars from my ooh okay my list making. Um, yeah. St- Star Wars Star Wars would be my number one, um, and but it was so it was just too obviously my number one, so I just removed it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk about what my number one is in a second. Um, but. Like I said, Star Wars would have been my number one. I loved it, and it's Star Wars, so there's no way it wasn't going to be. I also had Spider-Man was a close one for me. Spider-Man. Wonder Woman, you mentioned. John Wick was on my list as well. Big Sick, we talked about. Um, It, you mentioned. Um, Also, Annabelle. Annabelle Creation. Oh, my gosh, no. (laughs) It was the next next best horror movie for me this year um, that I went to, and I had a really fun time uh, describing the plot yeah, on the fun. podcast. That was a good time. So Yeah, that was – I mean, that's the way I would want to watch a horror movie because I don't like <laughs> scary stuff. So if you can just hilariously explain it to me, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Staying in the horror genre, um, Split was another one for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and well, you, you want to talk about walking out of the theater some kind of way? <laughs> uh, 
that was me at split. Like I had wobbly knees when I walked out of split. So that was that was pretty fun for me. I had Power Rangers on my list. Yeah, that was really fun. I couldn't critically argue it was a great mm-hmm. movie. I'm not going to fight you if you say that it stinks, but such a nostalgia for Power yeah. Rangers. And I, I do think that it was done well. I liked yeah. the direction they took it in, um, except for the Krispy Kremes. <laughs> but um, in uh, general, I, I really enjoyed Power Rangers. With that, and that, that also has kind of one of those reaction moments. The the moment when the song comes on. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I was freaking out. Yeah. Just yeah. stand up and fist pump, man. <laughs> That's one of those things that you you know is probably going to happen in the movie, and no matter how excited you get for it, you're never ready yeah. for when that song hits, and, <laughs> and you're now a grown-ass man, mm-hmm. and you're, like, standing up all of a sudden. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, is I didn't think they were going to do it. I thought they would do it in some form, maybe, like, do, mm-hmm. like, a Kendrick Lamar version or something like that, but it was, I think it was, like, Fall Out Boy actually did it. And, uh, and it, but it sounded like the original and it had like the go, go, you know, like the scream, like it was great. Oh yeah. I love that. And this happened also for Force Awakens, but when we're there in Star Wars and it, long time ago in a galaxy mm-hmm. far, far away, and then that horn hits mm-hmm. and Star Wars comes up, I cried again <laughs> because I, that's how excited I get for Star Wars is that mm-hmm. like when that happens, cause that takes me back to when I was eight, mm-hmm. you know? So like that was the kind of thing that Power Rangers had going for me. And so, regardless of what people say about it critically, I love Power Rangers. So mm-hmm. that's that's why it gets an honorable mention on my list. I do have a couple more here. Uh, Captain Underpants, I thought was super fun. That's Jared's number one. You took mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yep, damn it. Um, I think I already mentioned Spider-Man. My other one, I was a little surprised, Seth, that it didn't make your list, but it was War for the Planet of the Apes. I enjoyed it a lot. It was, yeah. Ooh, it, yeah. was an on, it was an honorable mention, but um, not like high up in my mm-hmm. list. I loved it, though. It was good. I think that the way that Andy Serkis is able to yeah. do that mocap stuff is incredible. He needs a damn Yeah, get that man an award. <laughs> it, it, it needs to happen while he's alive, um, and he doesn't get Billy Deed this week. <laughs> he's not that old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can just picture it. I can picture it happening where he has this whole big long career, and then he dies, and then they say, like, now let's remember him for doing Gollum and – uh, you know, Snoke and oh, and 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 Caesar and Apes, and it's like, well, you could have fucking told them we loved him while we were alive, you pieces of shit. Anyway, that's a total aside, but wow. mm-hmm. those are all yeah. those are all my honorable. Already mentions. planning out any circus's death. That's cool. <laughs> you got any more, Jared? Um, I mean, basically a lot of the same stuff you guys said. Power Rangers was really fun. Split was something completely new. Um, I think Happy Death Day I had really fun oh, with. Oh yeah, yep. like it's not a good movie but it was just fun because it was a concept that we haven't really seen before like groundhog's day but in but horror. yeah 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 and you're trying to figure it out and like i didn't know who it was until you know the last few minutes but besides that american made with tom cruise Ooh, yeah. that was a surprising one to me i, I really I like enjoyed that, that one yeah it was actually really fun and also like who knows how true it was but that's an insane story like yeah this guy's just bringing cocaine around like tons of it and suitcases and whatnot but then one last one beauty and the beast oh yeah you're <laughs> a little just time <laughs> oh man i binge i binge watch that shit on netflix what is it about it i, I we haven't seen it you just watch well i over and over again i, I mean i i'm going to marry emma watson so i mean oh that makes sense am i wait no do you actually watch uh like repeat repeatedly watch that on Netflix? No, I I mean I've seen it five times. Jesus, 
Yeah, I haven't watched any, I haven't watched anything five times in the last Coco year. Dude, I watched. <laughs> <laughs> Could either be five or two in case you're in case you're wondering. I really wanted you to say a lot more so that Netflix would show uh, you. Oh yeah, like the the Christmas Prince or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Number one, this movie was a complete surprise to me. Um, it's already it's already been mentioned once, so. We'll, it's it. No, it's not it. Oh, the movie's it. it? It's not it? It's not it. It's not your number one? No. Okay. Uh, a complete surprise to me. I'll just say it now. Logan Lucky is my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. Ooh. And there, the reason I, I've, I've debated this um, kind of back and forth, but every time I think about what was my favorite movie this year, that keeps coming back in my head. And I think it was, A, because it was a huge surprise. I walked out completely 100% satisfied, but it had so many elements to it. It was hilarious. It had action. It, it was a, you know, a heist movie. It also had a sneaky, like, sentimental aspect in there with him and his kid. And mm-hmm. that moment keeps coming back in my head where she's singing oh, that, that fucking song. Yep. It's got chills. Um, she's singing that song, and he's standing in the back. He's, you know, gone through the whole heist and everything, and he's just watching her, and they're all singing along. That keeps coming back in my head. And I, when I hear that song, even though it was in 17 movies this year, I keep hearing, like, keep picturing that every time I hear that song. I absolutely love this movie. We watched, rewatched it the other night, and it just it drove it home. I was like, okay, this is my favorite movie this year. I loved it so much. I can't blame you for that at all. Uh, I agree with everything you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I had it pretty high in mind, too. So, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I am so excited. So, my, my number one is not only my number one for this year, but for, like... Eternity. Probably for the last Coco years. And maybe... <laughs> Maybe even for like if it if it weren't for things like like Star Wars and uh, Mission Impossible like the things that are like franchise staples that I always have to get up for this movie would maybe be my favorite movie that I've ever seen and it's Get Out from this year. Oh yeah. Get Out was an, that just like you said Seth it was a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. All I knew all I knew going in was that it's a it's a black guy that stars in a horror movie mm-hmm. and that it was Jordan Peele. And I don't think anyone expected it to be nearly as good as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting Oscar buzz. Uh, I think couple. it's nominated for a bunch of Golden Globes, mm-hmm. um, even though it's under comedy, which is a whole other thing. But Get Out is so... Uh, and I probably, I probably like it more than a lot of folks because I can relate to it mm-hmm. as a black man. So, like, there's so much here to unpack, but it's hilarious. It's got... It's... It is seriously anxiety-inducing. Like, it's a scary fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very and, chilling. Yeah, it, chilling is a perfect way to put it. The The performances in this are amazing. The scene where you have a close-up scene, or a close-up shot on uh, the the nanny in the house, is that's like the 30 best seconds of acting I've seen <laughs> in my life. Because there's no precedent for what she has to, what she's trying to express there. Mm-hmm. There's everything about this movie was great. I, there's not a single wasted frame of it, in my opinion. And it's it it was and obviously it's getting a lot of attention. So other people agree with me that it it's one of it, it to me it's the best movie that's come out in a long time, uh, and especially increasingly because of the subject matter and I, that I was able to connect with it even more mm-hmm. than a lot of folks. But I think that it was super super well done. Yeah, I, I finally I finally got around to watching it uh, this past weekend, and. So, so the idea of that segment of where Cody explains uh, the horror movie, that was the last one we did before we started the podcast. And so I knew everything 
going into it. And mm-hmm. I, I know how much he loved this movie because when I watched this movie, what I pictured in my head when he described it was on the damn screen. Like, <laughs> when 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 he gets when he gets when she says was it fall sink sink when he sinks through the bed and he can see the like basically like a TV screen up and see the the woman. I pictured yeah. that shit. Like I saw that in my, I was like I've seen this movie already. Um which admittedly probably didn't allow me to to um enjoy the movie as much as I could have if I saw it first viewing without knowing. I still think it's a very good movie like you said and it's acted very well and it's you know crazy story and everything like that, but um yeah, it <laughs> I know how much you love this movie just because of that. I can't gush enough about it. And it's one where it's funny because at at the time I saw this movie, I had a girlfriend who was white, and like a few weeks earlier, I had gone to her family's Christmas party, and was the only black guy at this Christmas party. And then a couple weeks later, we went to Get Out, and I remember we went together, and I remember telling her, if we had seen Get Out first, I would not have fucking gone to that Christmas party. <laughs> Because I seriously, and this, I know how stupid this sounds, but I seriously, like, did, like, double takes at white people for, like, two days. Because I thought <laughs> someone was going to try to nab me. Like, it was, it, it got fucking under my skin, for sure. All right. Well, uh, this one, I think, uh, Seth, you had kind of mentioned this one, but my favorite, number one, is Wind River. Like, yeah, Um, I don't know, I just, I think it was the fact that I went into this one, didn't really know what to expect, and... I love a good kind of mystery thriller and like going into this, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's this mystery afoot and this not prepared CIA agent with this like woodsman basically are trying to track down these people. And it's just really intense, especially like there's this standoff scene and it's just a quick, I mean, not even quick. It's like a five minute, just you're gripping I remember I was just gripping myself and sweating because I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. And that sounded really weird, and I apologize. <laughs> Sounds like when I watch movies before bed. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, I'm, uh, I'm retiring from this podcast. No, it's just, I don't know, this movie, it was just, it was a nice surprise. Oh, yeah. And I, I shouldn't be sweating and gripping things. <laughs> Um, I think I actually, I, I mean, I had the same reaction you did, uh, other than I didn't masturbate in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for block <laughs> But no, I think I saw that movie, this like that, and also, <laughs> God damn it, I I think I saw that movie and also, he's <laughs> over here fucking crying. <laughs> All right. So I, I did I saw that I saw Wind River and Good Time in, in the same day and oh man I I was pretty dark after that after watching those movies I saw that in one other movie but um, hopefully I saw like Captain Underpants the same day too <laughs> but yeah no that I I completely agree that that was that was one that was a surprise that I a forgot about it <laughs> um you know I forgot to, almost forgot to put it in my list but it was it was just so well done I loved mm-hmm. it. Definitely deserving. I think all three of us have very deserving top fives um, in general. Jared, I was I earlier I alluded to the fact that if if a movie if a certain movie made your top two, I was we were gonna have a good time. Yeah, what was it? I was kind of thinking you might put Guardians High. Ooh, yeah. I I know you gave that a good review, but I was ready to have I was ready to fight you over that because I was not a fan of Guardians. Oh, really? Really? I don't know. I guess. 
this mo- this year there's been a lot of good movies that come out and you'll go see one and then it's like oh wow this is the best movie and then the next week you see even the better one so it's just yeah. there's just a lot of good stuff coming out and heck next year there's a lot of stuff coming out too oh, yeah do you want to talk about that real quick talk about some most anticipated next year um yeah if you guys have time yeah um, yeah, let's just we'll list some because I know I know you're gonna do a video and we're gonna I think talk about it on the podcast in a couple. Yeah, weeks. yeah. So just kind of list some. What are you What are you looking forward to? Um, I don't know. It's kind of tough because a lot of the stuff they haven't really announced. But Ready Player One just looks yeah crazy. Like yeah. it's just gonna be nostalgia, video game, pop culture, just thrown into a huge blender and just the best have, tasting milkshake ever. <laughs> have you read the book? No. Okay. Should I? Wait. You wait till after you see the movie. Okay. Um, the reason I say that is I think I think the book is going to be way better than the movie already. Not to say the the movie is going to be bad. Um, yeah. I hope it's awesome. But I had such I I hadn't actually read slash listened to a book in quite a while um, before Ready Player One, and that got me loving them again. That book is incredible. Um, and and if they can capture just a percentage of of that in the movie, it's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. But it, it does seem like they're they're obviously going to change a lot and mm-hmm. condense a lot. So I agree with Seth. See the movie and then then read the book. Then, then read the book. Then you'll appreciate both more. That was my, that's that's mine. Uh, that's like number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, Avengers. Uh, that trailer has gotten me so hyped. Uh, yeah. I, I love that trailer so much. I think it's mostly just the music. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that song. But no, that that trailer has got me super pumped. I I hope it's not a disappointment, but I'm I'm really excited for that movie. Mine is a, uh, I've got a few because there's a few kind of, a few franchises I like that are coming out with new ones. But um, for now, I think honestly my favorite one, and I don't have to wait very long, is uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. I've I've been waiting so long for Black Panther. Um, I think Chadwick Boseman was a perfect cast for that, and every black actor and actress you've ever heard of is going to be in it. And I saw the the first teaser trailer. I didn't see the latest trailer, but I saw the original, and it's got, like, this this dark, like, hip-hop, like, tough beat to it that I really enjoy, um, and I think it's going to be tight. I'm I'm really excited for it. Yeah. yeah. So, Jared, uh, what, what movie do you think you're going to masturbate to this year? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. What's coming out? Um, well, I think the oh, obvious answer is Fifty Shades. <laughs> Fifty Shades, yo. I'll probably do know, a that's... special... Lotion locomotion review for that one. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that seems too obvious. I mean, he masturbated during Wind River, so maybe yeah. like Mission Impossible Six. Yeah, that would be a nice Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. The thing, the thing is with with the most anticipated, like the only stuff we know is like big name stuff yeah. and superhero movies. Like I, I'm interested to see some like smaller indie stuff, yeah. especially from A24. They've I agree. been crushing ass lately. Those are those are so fun. I I love going to indie movies and coming out of them with just like different reactions that I'd ever come mm-hmm. out of an event. Yeah, before. yeah. It's 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 so much fun. I went to Disaster Artist and then Lady Bird like three days apart, and I was like, mm-hmm. A twenty four, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they they know what's up. Except for uh, it comes at night. I'm still kind of weird about that one. Yeah, I didn't. That one was a little bit of a disappointment for me. I don't know, but no. Hey, thanks guys for inviting me. I uh, I, I like doing this. This is fun. This is the first yeah. remote one, so if this doesn't record, I'm going to be very upset because you know I, why? I'm sitting on my fucking floor in the corner where I film. My <laughs> ass hurts. <laughs> uh, 
that is, I don't know why you couldn't have sat on a cushion or some shit, but um, that really sucks. I hope that you just didn't jinx our recording like Seth has jinxed Billy D. Williams. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you, Jared. Uh, always a pleasure to, to have you on and uh, to get your opinion, especially um, on Star Wars. So thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we'll hope to have you again soon. Folks, don't, uh, don't forget to go check out Jared. You can find him on all the social medias. Where, Seth? At. Jared Buckendall. <laughs> We're going to link to all his stuff down below. On the social medias. On the social medias. So All of them. All, every single one. Uh, even yeah, Friendster, MySpace. Grinder. J-Date, Grinder. <laughs> Are you on Farmers <laughs> Only? Uh, duh, come on. We live in Iowa. Yeah, that's true. Shh, don't tell people that. <laughs> no, that that's the potato state. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, this has been great. Uh, we'll be back, Seth and I will, at least next week for episode 24. Fuck if I know. It's going to be our third uh, – is it going to be our third Octiversary next week? Better. Oh, my gosh. I, I should send you a bottle of wine or something. <laughs> Boone's Farm. Yeah. yeah. Us, <laughs> the good stuff. You have to send us three bottles of wine since it's our okay. third Octiversary. Yep. Uh, yeah, it will be. And I think next week uh, we're going to talk a little more at length about our most anticipated for next year so. Uh, come on back for that. It's going to be our last podcast of 2017. So we're excited to roll into the new year. But until then, this is <laughs> the co-host, Cody Michael, for the so-host, Seth Ott, and our guest host, Jared Buckendall. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.